Welcome to the Parent University Podcast. I am Megan Brown. And I'm TC Brown. And I'm Isaac. And we're so glad that you've set aside some time to hang out with us today. In each episode of this podcast, it is our goal to share with you, as parents, what we are learning while working with and ministering to teenagers at Three Circle Church. We want to come alongside you as the number one disciple maker in your teen's life and help to equip you to raise kids who love God, love others, and love the church. Welcome to the February edition of Parent University. This month, we have a treat for you guys. We are talking all about dating, and with us on the podcast today, we have our high school ministry interns. We figured if we were going to get the experts on dating, we should probably ask some teenagers themselves. We do want you to know that these are some pretty awesome teenagers. They are not perfect, but we believe that they are fully trying to honor God with their lives and in their relationships. So today we welcome the Magnificent Seven, as they call themselves. So you guys go ahead and introduce yourselves. (laughs) I'll start. Okay. My name is Mackenzie. I'm Lily. I'm Gabe. I'm Lulu. I'm Tripp. I'm Dixon. Welcome to Parent University. Also, we have with us TC. This sounds like a roll call. <laughs> roll call and Isaac. What's up, guys? Here with us today. All right. We're going to get the conversation going today with some would you rather. So, Isaac, take it away. Okay. So, we're recording this, parents, the day before Valentine's Day. So, I thought we might have some Valentine's Day themed would you rather oh my questions. Gosh. Is that okay with you, TC? Uh, uh, whatever. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. All right. First one, first one, first one. Would you rather receive, this is for guys and girls, okay, flowers or chocolate? Definitely chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) I want to meet the guy that says flowers. (laughs) It's Gabe. (laughs) It's for sure. Honestly, I've never gotten flowers, so I'll take some flowers. (laughs) I would also like to experience some flowers. I just want to experience <laughs> the truth is coming out. Uh, oh chocolate if it's Reese's. And Only Reese's. If it's, if it's the um, you know the chocolate, chocolate with the you know the heart chocolates. Yeah, it, stuff with like the raspberry. Yeah, the, that the stuff mystery is chocolates. Trash yeah. to me. Like I've never. I love those. You would Dixon. He would. Dixon like likes that. an adventure. Oh my gosh. Um, but those things are garbage. So when I think okay. chocolates around Valentine's Day, that's what I think of. Girls, I'm like, nah. Okay. I would also want chocolate. Really? I want flowers. Okay. Okay. I'm indifferent. <laughs> <laughs> she wants both. <laughs> she wants both. Oh my goodness. Okay. Uh, this isn't a, a would you rather question, but just uh, maybe a, just a your opinion question. What is the most amount of money? M- the most amount of money you are willing to spend on a Valentine's Day date? Oh. Oh my gosh. Thirty. That's a very specific number. <laughs> that is like that was loaded. Number. She was ready for yeah. that. Yeah, ready. Yeah, I like it. That sounds like you, you budgeted dinner. Yeah, it is my budget. <laughs> the, <laughs> the dollar menu. You can get yes at Cactus Cantina. You can okay. go wherever you want, kind of. Okay. Yeah. Kind of. Thirty <laughs> If you order something small, <laughs> I was thinking much bigger. If you, if you drink water and we only get chips and salsa, <laughs> chips and yeah, chips and salsa and a cheese quesadilla. <laughs> Nothing more. <laughs> What do you guys think? Cool. What well, do you think, question. boys? What's <laughs> oh your What's your budget? I'm not you. good at budgeting, 
So I usually spend a lot, but then I re- kind of regret it afterwards. <laughs> oh but my it, But it, it's also that is so rude. it's also worth it because it's a good memory. But you know, my wallet's usually pretty dry. So. <laughs> but, oh yeah. my goodness! Probably like probably like eighty dollars. Whoa. <laughs> okay. Okay. Wow. Boys, what about that's, you guys? That's big time. I mean, Gabe's boy too, but I was thinking more like sixty. Sixty. Yeah. Sixty. Yeah. Where are you going? Where are you going to spend sixty dollars? Oh yeah, good. Um, I like, I like walk. That could get you under six. Oh, walk. Yeah. That's a great choice. Yeah, sushi. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Yes. That's good. Mackenzie, yeah. I was thinking I like a hundred dollars. This is the shopaholic. Well, I'm thinking like, if you're go. going on a Valentine's Day date, it's like a big thing. <laughs> Got to get a little gift. So okay, Jeez. are you factoring Fair. in ice cream after dessert? All oh, the things. Yeah. Yeah. The nice, I don't know, nice dinner, Somewhere a little like gift Applebee's. on the side, Dinner's some flowers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely Applebee's. Applebee's, <laughs> Taco Bell, somewhere in that, somewhere in that range. Oh, my goodness. Get a McFlurry after. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Ew, is that still a thing? I don't know. I haven't had a McFlurry. McFlurry? No, I mean, the ice cream machine is already broken. No. That is true. It's always uh, broken. Not gonna it's actually on... burned down yeah. in <laughs> <laughs> We're so, going to bring that up. It's actually on fire. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah. That's all the would you rather slash other questions that I had. Okay, cool. All right, we're going to get into (laughs) dating. And the reason we're talking about dating is because if if we hit rewind as adults, you know, talking to a teenager or someone talking to us when we were young, the idea of dating sounded a lot like us overcoming our fears of having a conversation that we were just afraid of. You know, why don't you just go, go talk to her? Why don't you just go ask her out and you get a yes or a no? It's 2024. It's a bit more complex than that. And and there are terms, there are stages, phases, uh, unspoken and unwritten rules when it comes to dating. So this is for the whole class. Um, no specific order. Who can go first? Uh, let's talk about the different stages or levels of dating. And when I talk about that, I'm talking about, I don't know, you, you gotta you got to help us, you being the experts, uh, add some some terms to what we're talking about here. Going from talking uh, to just interested to boyfriend and girlfriend to dating. Do you call it dating? Um, gosh, thirty years ago it was you were you're going steady. Like <laughs> I I would imagine that is not a phrase or term used today. This is for again the whole class. Anyone can go first. Tell me some things that that us in this room and those listening don't know uh when it comes to dating going steady is definitely not a term that's used anymore i'll go ahead and i'll go ahead and make that clear (laughs) um but yeah there's the there's the whole talking stage that people talk about i don't i don't really think it should be labeled like that you do you do have to get to know somebody before you start dating them and that is going to look like probably a lot of a lot of texting back and forth and you know talking to them at events that have a larger group of people but uh, you know, I don't, I don't think the labeling it as a talking stage is really the right way to do it. A lot of people will say like, "Oh, we're talking right now," um, you know, we'll be dating soon. I don't know. I think I think it's weird to put it like that. Just get to know the person. Um, you know, maybe maybe in your back of your mind, they're a little more than friends, but eventually, um, you get to know them a lot better, and you might start dating. When it comes to the, that's a great great mm-hmm. answer actually. So when it comes to the pursuit 
the courting process, whatever you want to call it. Again, it's 2024. I don't know anyone who's still using that phrase. If they are, uh, congrats, you're a dinosaur. That's awesome. Um, so, I mean, I just see so many people, they have no problem getting Snapchat before they even meet someone in person. And like there begins the talking or the what the I'm interested, whatever you call it, right? Is that acceptable? Is that okay? Is that not acceptable? Um, is it normal? Is that what most yeah. people do? Like, what do you guys, what do you guys think? Okay, let's start with the girls. Girls, if someone just asks for your Snapchat, is that normal? And number one, is it normal? Number two, is it okay? Um, I think it's technically like normal, but I do not want someone to ask me for my Snapchat to like talk to me. I no. Would you tell them no? Uh, probably. Yes, I agree. You would? Okay. Well, I think the whole purpose of talking is being friends with a mutual understanding that eventually y'all might be something. And so if I've never met you before and you already want to start, like you just want to see my face. <laughs> or your forehead. Or, or yeah, I don't <laughs> know. It's kind of. <laughs> Mostly your forehead. It's kind of weird. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's fair. Do you see people do this though? You see people before <clears throat> there's any uh, substance, to, substance to a relationship where they they go straight to the snapchat and they just they're snapping back and forth there's no established relationship other than we're sending pictures of our forehead back and forth <laughs> um is that a, is that a thing you see that yes okay all right guys what about for you guys is that something like your friends do obviously not you guys but like you're, you see like your friends do they ask for snapchat and like what do y'all think about it uh it's pretty normal at our school um I, I think it's kind of dumb because, like, how are you – like Dixon was saying earlier, like, you got to get to know them. And it's really easy to not get to know them because we have Snapchat and text and all that now. But, like, if you're just adding a girl and then you're immediately, like – like, I know guys at my school and they'll get, like, a forehead pick like y'all were saying, and then they're going crazy in class. Like, dude, I just got a girlfriend. <laughs> and it's it, – Bro, look it's at like, her forehead. <laughs> yeah, it's like – it's, like, laughable kind of seeing all these – because I know a lot of people that have tried the Snapchat thing and then – and I don't know any of them that are still dating or whatever <laughs> they call it. So I I think it's kind of dumb. <laughs> yeah, that is that is definitely how it works with Snapchat. Um, Y'all were asking about that. And I think – I think that – I mean, we're getting to it a little later about Snapchat and other forms of communication. But for that reason, Snapchat being used like that, I think it's, I think it's pretty dumb overall just because every single person uses it like that. They get it and they find these – these random people they meet and they're just snapping back and forth. And, you know, for that reason, I think it's stupid. There are better reasons for it that I think we're going to talk about later, but that's my kind of opinion about Snapchat. What do you guys think is the, is a good way to pursue a relationship? Like, I mean, obviously you guys are, you know, set apart, you live your life a little bit differently. So like, how would you start to pursue someone would you walk up to them and ask them for their number would you ask a friend ask like what would be or what would girls if it's you know obviously the guy doing it what would be an appropriate way you'd be like oh okay i like that how he did that you know like <clears throat> what do you guys see as a way that just is set apart or different to start a relationship i think you gotta like hang out with them a couple times and then and then ask for their like number or snapchat but i also think if if you just are Snapchatting a girl and you don't have your num not have her number, then it's just kind of like you lost. <laughs> you lost. Yeah, then you, you have lost. to have the awkward conversation, being like, "Can I have your number?" When you're already Snapchatting them, it's, it's kind of backwards. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, for sure, for sure. 
but it happens. Yeah. Right. Like plenty of people do it that way. And to me, you're already off on the wrong foot. Like it it leads to awkwardness. It leads to an unhealthy uh, establishment, I guess, if that, if that makes sense. Right. Would you agree? I mean, Mm -hmm. um, I just think of the relationships that, whether it's a guy or a girl and they're like, man, I just, I, I wish my, my relationship was at a better place. Well, I wonder if you would have started at a better place if it would be at a better place today, you know? Yeah. Do you guys think like that is something, cause we're going to talk just a little bit about dating terms and what parents need to know, but do you think that's something that parents can help their teenagers with, you know, like say, Hey, or is it awkward? And you could say either way, like, Hey, have, you know, this, the girl you're talking to or whatever, why don't you try to like get her number, or, like talk to her face to face? Is that something you feel, or if they started talking about that in middle school, would it make it a little bit easier, you know, down the road for them to be involved in like your everyday relationships, your everyday conversation, that type of thing? Like what's something a parent can maybe start talking to a middle schooler about? And guys, maybe it is something like, hey, here's how you talk to a girl. Like here's, or maybe your parents did this for you. But like, what's something you would tell parents? Like, hey, this would be a good place to start. Maybe just talking to your kid or encouraging them to approach a relationship like this first. I would tell the parents, uh, I mean, when you're that young, you said middle school. I don't think you need to be dating anyway. Um, <laughs> that's my opinion. If you can't drive them on a date, then what really is dating? <laughs> <laughs> but, but maybe... Maybe when you're talking to them about it, don't let them get Snapchat that young because that's going to happen. Like we were talking about with the with the last topic a little bit, Snapchat is going to lead to, you know, snapping random people. Not necessarily random, but, you know, n- people you don't know as well. Yeah. And moving on like that, like you were talking about. It's okay. What? Um, I'll, my story kind of... Um, I was, I was too scared to ask my girlfriend out on a date or, like, anything. And... The main reason I did, uh, my mom, she, I was, t- I was talking to her about it, and I was like, I'm probably just gonna text her and like ask her to be my girlfriend or something dumb like that. I don't remember, but she, she forced me to, to uh, make like plans with her, and then she's the one that, cause I, I couldn't drive yet, like Dixon was saying, but uh, she made this me go to Jeans Means. <laughs> it, it was in sophomore year, so I was about to be able to drive, but. Uh, she made me go, and we went to Jeans Me. Well, she she didn't make me go. That sounds bad. <laughs> but she she made me make plans with her instead of just texting her, and it worked out a lot better than I think it would. I love that. So your parents were involved. In, yeah, because yeah. I I talked about it a lot, and my dad my dad and me are close, so he was always like, "Are you seriously Are you seriously just texting this girl? Like you won't talk to her in person?" Because I used to be, I would get really nervous and not like talk in person and stuff. So my dad my dad used to made fun of me all the time so that helped. <laughs> I love it. I love it. and for anyone who's listening who doesn't know gabe and lulu are dating <laughs> yeah, and just to yeah. just, just a clear disclaimer yeah just a disclaimer too for those tuning in uh this is not necessarily uh prescriptive for for our listeners this is people who are in the home where it's clearly allowed and permissible for these folks to be dating. So if you're listening in and you're going, man, I, I just don't believe in dating period. While I, I own a teenager and they're under my roof, then this doesn't necessarily, uh, concern you. Uh, this is just a peek into, uh, a generation who is going through the ebbs and flows of dating, uh, that we are not in. So just wanted to put that disclaimer out there. 
Yeah. So what I've what I've been just uh, taking in is like so talking about like the steps of dating, right? We talked about like the talking, and then like eventually it turns into like more than just a friendship, that sort of thing. And so, like, if the first step is talking, like my first question to you guys is like on average, the normal high schooler how many girls or guys are they talking to and then what's that next step on like okay i'm only going to talk to this one guy or girl can i can i add something so at what point is it exclusive yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. at and what then, point and then i want to know too how long do you talk how long what what is kind of like the it's an unspoken rule to me because mm. I, I don't know yeah. i've always wondered do you talk but i've i've, I've seen couples talk for six months like, yeah really you know so i don't think you should really put a timeline on it like that you shouldn't like you know it started this day we texted <laughs> for the first time and we've been texting this much this long you know you you're just getting to know them it's 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 not a set concrete rule like that so you know i don't i don't think you should you said uh six months that kind of that yeah. kind of took me like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you would say you guys would say if you're ta- if you're talking to someone you should only be talking to one person, not yes, multiple people. Sure. I think it's really broad like talking is such a broad term that it gets really like some people think it, it's exclusive and then the other person doesn't. So then that's when people like it doesn't end very well. So I don't really I don't really love the talking phase because like you can get to know someone as a friend mm-hmm. and then start dating them. Mm-hmm. You don't need to like talked yeah we're okay. we are not necessarily saying mm-hmm. that you have to be in the talking phase for sure yeah i i've i've heard uh i was just talking to someone the other day like yeah this girl was talking about a guy who she thought they were talking and she found out he was snapping like 10 other girls <laughs> at the same time like, okay so because like in his mind he thought that was normal mm-hmm. yeah. you're, i'm agreeing with mm-hmm. you it's broad it's, yeah. so how do you i guess define it right is that what you're yeah, getting at? Exactly. See, to me, I think talking is only one person. Or like you're only it's supposed to be semi exclusive. And like the fate Well, you're not dating yet, but you're about to be. Or at least that's the general idea. And also like talking about the timeline of how long you're supposed to be talking. I agree with Dixon. I don't think it's supposed to be like you talk for two weeks and then you start dating and then it's all butterflies and rainbows. Like, I think it's just as long as it takes for y'all to get to know each other and realize, oh, this is a person I actually want to be with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's cool. also, sorry, no, um, like good. just with any relationship being like, okay, are we like, are you, the, am I the only person you're talking to? Like, you got to like, yeah, if you don't know and if you've never asked them that it's not their fault if they're talking to other people because yeah. you never like establish that like boundary define the relationship DTR. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of terms so so in that same uh vein lane whichever we say uh for the person who because i've seen this plenty of times you have as well where people say well i want to continue talk talking and one person in the relationship says hey let's 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 date and the other person responds with well i don't want to put a label on it what what do you say to that? Because that's that's pretty common. Bye. <laughs> right, right. I think I think that's them enjoying the snapping ten girls at once kind of thing. Because enjoying the freedom. 
Yeah, because for I mean, in my opinion, that's just that's just kind of morally wrong. If you're like even if even if you don't think the talking thing is like exclusive, I think it's still kind of wrong if you're like trying like not super intimate relationship, but like you're talking to her and you're making her think like, oh, this guy likes me, and then you're just doing the same thing to like ten girls. That's that doesn't really sit right with me. But also, back to what you're saying, it definitely means. They, they're enjoying the freedom a little too much, probably. Yeah. I think there's, like, two ways of saying no, and it's one, like, I don't want to label, and one, it's I'm not ready. Because my personal experience, I we talked for six months, and I got friend zone once, but I didn't. I, I, I'm going to be honest. And and I just, like, I really liked her, so I kept going, but and now we're – doing great so i don't it, i guess it depends on like how much you actually like the person that's a great point it's every every is, story is yeah. different and timeline um okay <clears throat> so what are some terms like we just said define the relationship is often referred to as what kinsey dtr dtr define what are some other terms you're like hey and this can be funny it can be lighthearted. what are some things you're like hey parents you need to know this you don't don't say it because it might be a little cringy but you at least need to know what it is like for instance trip what does riz mean hold on why are you asking me um i guess it's like if if i say that gabe's risen up lulu he's like like flirting with her like he's like <laughs> like like putting it on her like the riz like yeah yeah i don't know <laughs> <laughs> what was the other one we said earlier, Lulu? <laughs> cooked. What does cooked mean? Explain cooked. Explain yeah. cooked, Lily. In the, in the microphone. Explain <laughs> cooked. No. No, you explain. <laughs> Gabe, what is cooked? It's a uh, mystery. It's kind of a word that Dixon and Tripp kind of made up. <laughs> oh, they And we're it. still on the journey of figuring out what it means. But in my opinion, it kind of means like, I don't know how to word it. It's kind of like you're not desperate, but like. Like if you want a girl, like, or like, like you have a girlfriend, taste. yeah, it's like oh. you really like this girl, and like, like how Trip talked oh. for six months and he got friend zone and then he kept pushing. He's like, cooked. He, he was cooked. He, Trip's cooked. cooked. Okay, He's okay. It's more like it is kind of like what she said about the honeymoon phase, which I don't like that stuff. Like the three, six, and nine months, I think that's stupid. But oh, okay. like, right. it's just like you're really. Another word is down bad, but they probably don't know. So it's like if Gabe finds himself like up out night thinking about Lulu, he's oh. cooked. Oh, like, okay. I love that they're talking about one another. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like they're done. They're they're done. They're, they're Notice he didn't say Dixon. He said Gabe. I just wanted to put that. I'm not cooked. No. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. What's it? I think cooked is. I think for the parents, I think cooked is one that you would not be hearing really. It's that's. <laughs> It was on I don't know. Y'all are I don't know. That's a kind of inside thing, so I don't know. Anything else? Anything else they need I to know? I want to know. This is like helping me. I know. Ghosted's a big one. Ghosted? What does ghosted mean? When you're talking and then you're all of a sudden not talking, they just don't say anything. They just let you hang in. Pretty, Pretty much. Yeah. I think that comes with uh, DTR, define the relationship, when yeah. you don't define the relationship and you're talking. And then they have the freedom to just stop because you were never really anything to begin with. Mm. That's a big one. Yeah. On Snapchat, is it called left on open on or something like that? 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Explain. That's what like whenever that? you text someone and they don't answer. Like, they open it, but they don't answer Yeah. Back. Well, uh, like, when you can see the red receipts and then it's just, they just crickets. <laughs> just left you there. What, so, but on Snapchat, it's called the same thing? Unread. Unread. Mm-hmm. They left you unread. What's a Snapchat streak? Explain that to the parents. What, and what's the importance of it? Or is there any? Go ahead. Hey, truly though, like all joking aside, like a lot of parents, they don't see the benefit of Snapchat. So in their mind, like, why don't you just text? Right. You've heard plenty of parents say that. So like for someone who like you enjoy, you see there's a benefit, a clear communication preference here. Why, why would, does that make sense? Right. Like why why would you prefer? Yeah. How do you communicate? How do you communicate? Me personally, I use Snapchat for Mm -hmm. like, like, I don't even, I have, like, three streaks, but it's more just, like, texting. Like, you can text right. on Snapchat, and so that's what I do. And gotcha. a streak is just, like, how many days consecutive you've Snapchatted. Gotcha. But that can mean something, or it means nothing? To some people, it means something, but it shouldn't mean anything. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. I think, also, you have, like, a best friends list on Snapchat, and I don't, I text, but with, like, if you're dating someone and they have another girl as their like number one, then that's like yeah. red no, flag. That is a red flag. That's also a term, red flag. Oh yeah. What's a red flag, Lulu? <clears throat> um, it's like a really not good quality of somebody that should set off alarms in somebody's head about them. Mm. Great, great definition. Do you have any red flags? Yeah, I don't know if we should go around. <laughs> no. I don't know if we should go around telling all the red flags. <laughs> right. Okay, this is a lighthearted question, but is it okay on a date for a girl to pay for the meal? <laughs> it is, but like be, be romantic if you're the dude. Just do it. Even it, ask your mom for some I money. They'll help you out. Dates. She's paid for dates, but I mean, like, I mean, like the first date, like, like if you have you a made car, her pay for the first date. No, yeah. I, I, no, 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 no. Uh, I mean, the guy should pay for the first date. Like, do it right. Do it like the idea of like the perfect, like, take her to mini golf, pay for the date, and all that, all that stuff. Like, that's really sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Is this what take you're doing tomorrow? Mini-golf. You're taking her to mini golf. <laughs> We don't, <laughs> don't don't take her to okay what do you girls think what do y'all think i think with that kind of situation it can be different because my parents they started dating really young or not really young they were like in their 20s and they were both broke and so my dad they would like go on dates and my dad would spend like 50 dollars on a meal and then that's like all the money he had for a week and so he's like well now what do i do and so my mom and dad would like switch paying so it would help each other out but i think in the instance of, like, teenage dating, whenever you can get money from, like, jobs or your parents, like, I always think of the guy pays for the dinner and the girl pays for, like, the ice cream oh, okay. or just something that's, like, a oh, okay. kind of even even it out Splitting. slightly. Yeah. I think, like, like if the dude asks the girl out on a date, the dude's got to pay. But, like, if we just go get, like, ice cream or, or go – play putt-putt on a random afternoon like it's fine like that that's fair yeah lily what do you think is it does can the girl pay for a date or no i kind of agree with gabe like the first one the guy should definitely pay but like as you like get into an actual relationship i feel like switching off and doing like instead like a dinner and then the girl paying for the dessert or whatever okay another hot take can you go to homecoming and or prom as just friends and why or why not you definitely can like that 
I don't even think that's a question because I've I've been doing it for years, just like going with a person as friends. And you don't you don't have to make it weird. Like when you ask them, you don't have to be like, "Will you go with me to homecoming just as friends?" Like if you're you don't have to do that. If it's if y'all aren't like if it's obvious y'all aren't liking each other or wanting to date, then just ask them, and it should be known. And then I mean, if you start going to the, a dance with them over and over again, like the same. The next dance, you ask the same person. Then people might start saying stuff, and that might look a little strange. Like, oh, this person, they're going to all these dances together. They are probably liking each other. But but no, for sure, so easily go to a dance, even if you don't have a boyfriend or girlfriend, and it can be it can be so chill. Okay, that's a, that's a great answer. But for parents listening, and Dixon, you can even answer this. What would you say? Like, how do they coach their kid? to be able to do that like what what are some things because you're like don't be awkward don't be like let's just go as friends but how can you how can parents help their kid be kind but also be clear like how do they define a relationship like hey i really want to go to this dance with you or i really want to go to prom this is just friends how can they help their kid do that part of it i think is when you're when you're younger for sure the parent needs to kind of push them out there because the the kid might be a little more nervous if they're not as comfortable talking to like a guy talking to a girl. It might be a little scarier for a freshman, you know, but when you get older, it, it becomes more comfortable just talking to talking to people. And I think you should be able to, I mean, you definitely get better at that, but yeah, when you're younger, the parent can definitely kind of nudge them to just, Hey, talk to this girl, just ask her to stance. It's fine. It's not that big of a deal. And like, if they, if they like them, that's a whole different story, but Definitely encourage your kids to go to a dance, even if, even if they don't like the person. So, great. so you're not letting the pressure of the event pressure you into potentially dating. Right. I don't. I don't think it should be that much pressure with the dance anyway. Just, just go and have fun. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But That's be clear it. too. You yeah. know, like don't lead them on after the dance or <clears throat> yeah. invite them to dinner. Or lunch, you know. And so I think there are the the clear lines of define the relationship are super super helpful with that as well um and then how okay let's talk about because we like to call them promposals and stuff like is that necessary this is another hot hot take whether it's prom homecoming that type of thing is it f- just for fun is it like a must do like we've heard kids say before like oh yeah he did ask me to prom but he has to like actually ask me which means like with a sign or with something extravagant is this a must-have or is it just for fun? What do you think? They're just doing it for the gram. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Kings. Tell I think us what you. Think. I think guys should. I think it shows that you care enough about the person that you want to go to the dance with. And I think with situations where you're going as friends, it doesn't have to be extremely extravagant. But, you know, like a poster or something. I know it's kind of different when you're dating because you can make it more romantic. But if you're going just as friends, then I think even just a little something so it's like you actually want to go with them and it's not like you're being forced to or something. <laughs> Very cool. Okay, what about the dating couple? What do you guys think? Do you guys still do promposals for each other? Yes. <laughs> I think it's just sweet. I like being able to like keep the posters. I don't think it's necessarily oh like necessary. <laughs> it's fun. It's oh fun. It's gosh. nice. It's like an extra little <clears throat> act of like kindness to be like, I don't have to do this, but I'm still going to. And it's sweet. It's also like one of the scariest things in the world. Yeah, like that. That's true. <laughs> yep. It's terrifying. Yes, yeah. going up to a door with a poster in your hand, even <laughs> even if you know like they're gonna say yes, because that's how it works normally. People 
I mean, that's how it always works. The girls are like, hey, this guy's about to ask you with a sign. And the girls are like, ooh. And then, <laughs> you, you know. But it is Dixon's girl voice. It, it does not matter if you know they're going to say yes or not. It's still so, so scary making that sign and walking up. I think that's also why it like means a lot to the girls because they know that like they know yeah, the guys are nervous sure. about it and then they still do it. So you're like, oh, that's so kind. Well, in a world where it's like really easy to just get a Snapchat or you know, yes, like like it actually that, takes mm-hmm. courage to do yes. something oh, like that. Gosh. All right, so just wait, hang on, just wait until y'all get engaged. I know, dude. I, <laughs> oh dude, goodness, I know. So courage. Like, just wait until the you're standing red at the carpet end of the better aisle. Better be rolled out of your engagement. <laughs> yeah. On your wedding day, so, just that nerves. That, right, yeah, right. It doesn't compare. Right. All right, question. If a guy you like wants to take you to prom, homecoming, something, whatever, he says, no, I ain't doing that. I'm not doing a promposal. I'm not doing it for the gram. I just want to ask you out. Are you saying no? Like, if you really like the guy and he doesn't do that, are you saying no? They're like, maybe. <laughs> I know. I just want to know. That's kind of like a beige flag. I know we talked about red flags. <laughs> a beige flag. So, <laughs> that's new. All right. That's new. Wow. All right. Cool. Because if you like, if you know, I think you have to know that he likes you too. Because like if he wants to go with you, but he doesn't want to take the effort, then it's like, no, no, why? No. I'm not saying that. I'm saying he. it's mutual. Y'all like one another. You've been talking. But he says, I just don't want to do, I don't want to do the prom puzzle. Is I don't know. A, I think you should do a sign I, if you like the person truly. I think the girl would definitely not say no in that situation. That's why you asked the question like yeah, that, yeah, right? right? Like, right. would you say no? Right. The girl would not say no if they really liked the dude, but they would definitely right. complain to all of their friends. Like, <laughs> right. This dude is not Especially making a sign. Yeah. <laughs> like beige flag everywhere. <laughs> okay, so we've been talking a lot about dating and how to date, but there are a lot of people listening who maybe they're teenagers are not ready to date or they haven't dated before. And honestly, that's, that's, it's my story a little bit. Like I did not date anyone in high school. Um, and so do you guys think that it's okay not to date or when is it okay, uh, just to start dating? But maybe first, like, is it okay just not to date right now if at this stage of your life? Yeah, it is definitely okay not to date. I think, I mean, you haven't found someone that like you're wanting to get to know or date. Um, and just like for parents, like don't like push your kid to date because I mean, that would be like trying to get them to like find, I don't know, them like wanting to find like worth or like in another person. And it sh- then the parents should be encouraging to like remember that God has that person and it'll mm-hmm. come eventually. Absolutely. That's good. Absolutely. Good yeah, I think that's great trip. I think that it's perfectly fine not to date and be confident in your own skin, but I also think it it teaches you stuff to date and kind of test the waters. Yeah. So you're saying like, it's okay, even if you're not ready to date, for instance, to ask someone to a dance or to hang out with someone, like, like putting yourself out there and learning what you like or don't like in, or what you're looking for in a future person to date, like find ways to do that, even if you're not maybe you're ready today guarding your heart guarding your mind that that type of thing I agree with Lily I think it's okay not to date especially with parents not encouraging them so much to date Mm -hmm. because I think that's just a self-esteem thing like that'll probably make your kids feel even more single than they actually are instead of remembering that we have seasons of life where we'll have we'll 
be in relationships or we won't. And it's okay to not because God is going to work in you nonetheless. Mm -hmm. And maybe the reason that you're single is that God is using that time to use you for like his good Mm -hmm. because he couldn't use that if you were dating somebody. Love it. I agree as well. I would so definitely say yes because the amount of people, I mean, there's the statistic and it shows the amount of people that end up marrying their high school sweetheart. It's like it's like nothing. The odds are way against you. So you're obviously, I, I wasn't I wasn't hitting on anyone there. Gabe and Lula are crying. I'm a, but yeah, there, you have plenty of time when you get to college or whatever you plan on doing. You're you're gonna find that someone if if you're looking. And I mean, we were talking about earlier too. When you're that young, like underclassmen, dating is not really the same as it is as when you're older. It, it just can't be. It, it isn't. So maybe when you're when maybe when you're like upperclassmen, that's when dating starts to be a little more normal. But like underclassmen dating, that that's when it's forced a lot, and that is not that is not need to be forced upon kids. And being single means you get to have fun with your friends. That's right. More time for the friends. (laughs) I also want to. (laughs) Yeah, I wanted to put in that you can't just have like your relationship. Like we have a really good group of guys that we split even time and have a blast with. So that's a great point. Yeah, it can't be all about the person you're dating. You need a, a good balance no matter what. Love it. What would you say? parents in general this is a broad question so what do parents need to know about how hard it is to date at the in this generation or you know what are just some things like hey you should be talking to your kid about this like just any advice that you can offer to parents listening today what would it be um I think well every parent like has their own set of rules for their children whenever they're dating but telling their like kid the rules before they start dating and even if it's like way before but just like letting that be open so it's not like well you never told me that this was a rule and like how was I supposed to know that so it's just like being Mm -hmm. open and like telling them I think parents should be able to like check up on kids about dating like even if you've been in a long relationship like a long-term relationship I think just checking up on them is a thing or like it's an important thing because even just being like, oh, how are you doing with this guy? And they're like, they might say, oh, we're going great. It's awesome. Or they might say, I don't know. I'm. He did this one thing last night, and I'm not sure what to feel about it. Because mm-hmm. then that's letting them kind of talk it through. And so you're, the parents don't have like, oh, my gosh, like you're in trouble for this or something like that. It's like just giving out moments. Yeah, it's yeah. giving the kids more freedom to actually have a conversation with them and talk it through. And yeah. then the parents can help them through it. What are what are some ways that you've seen maybe your parents or other parents like how do how do you do that well? Like I've heard different things like for a girl maybe it's driving in the car with your parents or for a guy it's like while you're working on the car your dad's talking to you about this. Like what are some ways you're like it's really easy for me to talk to my parents when? What what would be a way that you're like no I you know when when me and my dad are playing golf or when me and my dad are fishing or when me and my mom are going shopping what are some ways that you're like this is what I prefer my experience is definitely car rides because if you're just sitting at the house and you're trying to make yourself have that conversation that's that's what you're asking about right is yeah, like that absolutely. hard conversation uh-huh. if you're trying to make yourself have that conversation you're gonna keep your you're gonna lock yourself in your room and you're gonna make yourself like not go up to them just because you want to put it off but if you're sitting in a car 
you're just sitting there and you can't you're go like anywhere. Yeah. Right. And <laughs> right. and that's, a, I mean, that's an easy spot to have that conversation because you're just sitting there. I think the best way for parents to do it or when I'm the most open is when like my mom or dad relates to me or like shares a like a funny date that happened when they were teenagers or like when they were in our shoes. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, and from my experience, my dad did this a lot at the start, but like wait till the time when they're not like my dad would do it right when I got home from school and I'm tired and all that and I would walk through the door and all I hear is like, hey, bud. And he's just like, that's all it was. It was all the time because he's the pastor. So he's always checking on because Lulu was my first girlfriend. So he's always checking on me and like he was he was really nervous at the start. And then he got to know her, obviously. So now he's fine with it. But at the start, it was like get back from school and he'd be checking up on every little thing. So just wait until they're not like dead after school or something that's a good point that's a really good point anybody else what are some ways your parents or any ways of not to do it yeah not when you're like crying in your room what if you're crying in your room girls boy or boys (laughs) do you want your parents coming in or you want them to give you a minute um i don't really know i'd want a minute i think you need a minute you want to gather your thoughts, Trip? What if you're crying in your room? What do you? You need a minute. If I'm crying in my room, I just just let me cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let me cry it out. <clears throat> okay. How? So, what are some ways that your parents? And I know not every. <laughs> laughing at Trip crying in his room. <laughs> not okay. So not every you know s- student in student ministry comes from a home where their parents are laying out biblical guidelines for them but hopefully most of the parents listening to this are trying to to do that so how can parents encourage kids to date in a biblical way like like we're talking about is it in these conversations is it more modeling it uh, for you or who are some people in your life who you you maybe it's a small group leader who you said have really influenced the way that I have approached dating or how I want my marriage to look one day. And like, who are these people that you can encourage parents? Like, Hey, if they, if your student doesn't have these people in their life, they should have them in their life. What, what are some ways that we can encourage biblical dating in teenagers? Um, the biggest thing for me was my parents always told me that it's a three person relationship, meaning it's you and the person and then your fates in the middle. So when that, whenever that, those priorities get out that's when things start messing up and and you do have to have those hard conversations about your faith and and what your your goals in life are um going back to kind of what we said earlier but just like if the parent sets boundaries then your kid will probably try and set boundaries i think that's just the biggest part of setting boundaries with it also later on you can't because i've heard some of the craziest excuses from people just because they haven't set boundaries they're like well, my parents never said I couldn't do that, but it's like it's a given. So I think just being really clear yeah. with your boundaries at first and so they can't make those crazy excuses down the road. Mm-hmm. I, I, excuse me. Um, I have two older sisters. So being able to like watch them date and like them, they were a very good role model for me and dating wise and in general. So being able to see that and like, they just like helped me know like how to date the right way and not the wrong way. Yeah. So that's- I agree with Lulu. 
I think parents encouraging children to like have a mentor of somebody mm-hmm. that they think has a really good relationship mm-hmm. and a biblical relationship and something that you can look up to. Because then like your mentor, like you want to be like them. And so the kids will want to be like them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I got one last question. I have one last question for you guys. Um, what are some things that parents uh, have done? Maybe not your parents, but maybe some parents that you have seen maybe some things that parents have done that have affected the dating relationship in a negative way. Like they are like being too pushy or they're just being, they want to be in it too much. Like Or what, not like, enough. Or, or not enough. Like what are completely. some of those things that you have seen, whether your parents or other parents that have affected the relationship negatively? I think both sides of that apply. Uh, but definitely you don't want to be the parent that's all the way in the, kids relationship you do need to be a part of their lives like know who they're talking about when they say this person at school said this to me you need to know their friends and who's around them but don't be the person don't be the parent who's just always at places and they're trying to get in on all the high school drama you know like talking to all these kids spreading don't be the gossip mom i guess is what i'm trying to say also on like the opposite side of like what dixon was saying with not like doing enough kind of and being like so out of even their just like relationship being like Mm -hmm. oh well they're just in high school like this isn't gonna last like I don't really care about it It, like Mm -hmm. that separates you from your child because they're not gonna want to talk to you about it and it also like makes the child feel like okay well this relationship doesn't mean anything to my parents why should it mean anything to me Mm -hmm. goodness also I think something that'll solve a lot of the problems with it is just getting to know your kid's girlfriend or boyfriend. Cause I've seen a lot of instances where the only date they go on is like to the movies or somewhere that's not the house, but like push your kid every now and then like say like, Hey, she can come over here for dinner anytime. Cause that's been a big thing. Like Lulu is pretty much part of our family. Like mm-hmm. she's always at our house and my parent, like she would go hang out with my mom or something. And that's just, <laughs> I mean, just having a relationship with the, the other person is pretty big, I would say. Uh, yeah, my situation's a little bit on the opposite side. Like my mom, I love my mom. She's just kind of a helicopter mom sometimes. And one of my relationships, she just really loved it. Like she loved that I was dating this person and she was like, never break up with him. Like you're destined to be together. Mm-hmm. And I think that made me want to rebel even more. I was like, no, I don't mm-hmm. want to listen to what you're saying. And so I was like finding reasons not to like him so that it could be over. So because mm-hmm. I don't know, I think sometimes we have just like an, a subconscious like rebellion against our parents. And especially when my mom was like, he's so perfect for you. I was like, no, the opposite. <laughs> and so even if like it was a good relationship, I kind of right that definitely like being too messed it up a little bit. Yeah. 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 All right. Last question for the whole class. <clears throat> this is me giving you permission to to snitch on someone without using a name. Oh, All right. Gosh. So you've seen plenty of <laughs> you've seen plenty of folks date in unhealthy ways, non preferable ways. If you're talking to a parent and you, if you got a green light to snitch on someone because you were concerned about someone's well-being, okay, if they were doing something wrong in dating, what would you tell a parent to watch out for? The biggest thing I see in dating is the person not actually liking them or kind of just dating to to have that girlfriend or have the person that they can. Or the status. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I got you. Also, you're like, 
them changing the way that they're acting. Because sometimes, especially when you, like it's a Christian girl, a Christian boy, like dating someone and they're doing the wrong thing, you can tell with their demeanor because they like start to feel the guilt and they'll either get, I've seen a lot of people just like get more quiet or they just like look sad all the time because they just have so much guilt mm -hmm. on them. Or sometimes it's like for the better. So that's like a good relationship and they're like happier now or whatever. But just like watching how their demeanor changes in that relationship. Building off what Lulu said with the person changing, a part of that you can see too is the, the friends that they've had start getting pushed away or changing. Oh, that's a good one. <clears throat> Anything else? All right, you've heard from the experts. Thank y'all <laughs> so much for being a part of our Parent University podcast this week. We encourage parents, just as you listen to this, maybe just start the conversation with your teenager. Take them on a car ride, right, Dixon? Lock them in the car right. and just start the conversation <laughs> and me. ask some hard questions um, and just show continue to show up in your teenager's life. So thanks for being a part. We'll see you back here next month for Parent University. Mm -hmm.